It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 298 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. I'm losing track of days. Uh, March 21st, I'm your host, Sean Willie of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WillieSean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network as well. Team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams. you got Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd. Uh, does a great job with your fantasy basketball. If you got the playoffs coming up, he's the guy you want to be following right now. Uh, David Locke, of course, with Locked On NBA. He's going to have Adam Silver on this week. Uh, I think I'll be including a clip or something of that interview uh, at some point in the next couple days, so stay tuned for that as well. Uh, lots of good stuff going on in the network right now, and if you find a show that you like, make sure you find it on iTunes and subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Uh, you can do that on Spotify now too, I think, as well, and Stitcher, like all every place that you can find a podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network is there, so please do that. And if you find Lockdown Raptors, please leave a rating or a review. I think we have like 78 ratings right now. would love to get that number up to like 100 by the end of the season. That would be lovely, so please do that, and uh, thank you in advance for taking the time. All right, uh, on today's show, joined by uh, Trivia. You won the first round of Trivia, right, Dharma? Yeah, it was, the, it was the upset of the season. That's right. Oh, yeah, you beat Will Lou, right? Yes, and that's never going to happen again. <laughs> uh, so joining us on the show, the voice you hear, is Dharma Nayak, who uh, has grace, graciously offered to join the podcast when I put out the call. No one else answered me at the end of the game. I asked about five or six different people. No one could do it. We're going to talk about the Raptors' loss to the Cavs. They lost 132-129 uh, tonight, Wednesday night, just a couple minutes ago. Final buzzer went. And uh, it was certainly a game. It was uh, 
The first half, the Raptors played, I think, incredibly well. They were down four at the, after the first quarter, but they finished really strong in the second quarter to finish the half. 41-22 in the second quarter for the Raptors. They just completely blitzed the Cavs. The second unit was outstanding. Uh, and then the Cavs kind of got on a roll in the, in the second half. LeBron James was just, like, throwing passes that no other human being can possibly throw. He finished with 35 and 17 assists uh, with no turnovers because that's fair. Uh, and the the Cavs went 15-24 from deep. And they ended up winning, 132-129. Some weird late-game stuff that we'll get to, but Dharma, initial impressions from this game. The Raptors lost to the Cavs on Wednesday night. Um, I think the first 46 minutes didn't really mean anything to me, <laughs> but uh, the last two said said quite a bit about where both teams are. Yeah, well, why, why do you say that? Oh, well, not with both teams, where LeBron James is and where the Raptors are. Right. Um, I don't know, I mean, like, Everything was looking good for the Raptors until uh, we hit that stretch where LeBron had like the two two dunks yeah. in the half court where he just found a tiny seam and played it home. And from there, they just looked on the back foot the entire time. Yeah, they just never recovered from LeBron making his mini run. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, and it really did kind of feel once they took the lead that it was kind of going to be smooth sailing for the Cavs from there. And the Raptors' post-game offense, I think, or sorry, late-game offense, has been a lot better lately. Today, I think it left something a little bit to be desired. Um, although they got a few good looks here and there. I think Fred had a big three that he missed in the corner. Um, with like, yeah, we were, uh, we were up one. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the, the play-by-play in front of me right now, but uh, Fred missed that three. Uh you know, Kyle got fouled. There was a couple of fouls that they picked up and, and stuff like that. But overall, I thought the the cadence of the offense wasn't really there the way it was, like, say, in the first half um, or even earlier in the fourth quarter, really. I mean, it, it just it wasn't really there. And my biggest thing, and this has been a thing for me all season long, is that Kyle Lowry in this game, 24 points. He was 7-10 from deep – or 7-10 seven, seven from the field, 6-9 of nine from deep. Uh, seven assists, four rebounds as well. He, he was outstanding tonight, and he did not really touch the ball in crunch time. He had that one play where he drove and picked up a foul and got two free throws and made those. Those those, those were the only points he picked up in the quarter. And it like I get wanting to run, you know, pick and roll with Fred Van Vliet and, and Yaka Pertle or Pascal Siakam or whoever's out there. Um, but I just I I think that's preferable earlier in the game, and I would wish Kyle Lowry would touch the ball a little bit more late in games because there was like a stretch of like five or six possessions where he just was like off ball the entire time and was just kind of a decoy. And you know, Demar Derozan was not excellent tonight. George Hill did a great job defending him, as did Jeff Green actually, which was. Super bizarre. 2016 nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, George Hill was amazing. We can get to that. But uh, I, I just thought, Kyle, if there's a thing that – I mean, people are going to gripe about Ibaka coming in late. I thought Ibaka was fine when he came back in. A couple dumb plays here and there, but also had a nice rebound. He, he like, wasn't terrible. Um, made a couple decent defensive plays. And Valanciunas was in there as well. Like, people can gripe with that considering how well Pirtle Siakam was working. Uh, but my biggest issue is Kyle Lowry not touching the ball when he's clearly on one right now. He hasn't missed since, like, February. And... No, I saw a stat at halftime where it was, like, he's, like, 16-26 and 26, uh, on three in his last, like, five games. Yeah. And I don't know how someone who's shooting like that only gets no – actually, no three-point attempts in the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah. I don't think he attempted a shot in the fourth quarter, which is no, mind-blowing to drive, that's it. Yeah. Like, I understand the whole play Lowry off the ball and sort of keep him fresh. But, like, you should be keeping him fresh for this exact situation, a very close game against a very good team where 
you could really use a bucket, and, De- and DeRozan was kind of struggling. Um, and like this isn't to take away from what Fred was doing. I thought Fred played amazing tonight. He was uh, 6 of 13, 4 of 9 from deep. He had 16 points, 5 assists, 3 steals. Like He was awesome, but I, I just... He works as an off-ball player as well. Like he's shooting like forty percent from three. You have to respect him if you're a defense. Like it's the same effect that Lowry has, and I just think Lowry's a bit more dynamic with the ball in his hands. Um, I don't know. What, what was there anything else from late in the game that kind of rubbed you the wrong way? Um, I'm mean, just looking to play that here right now. And the last uh, for the last field goal attempt that Lowry made was uh, the five forty-seven mark or the four. Yeah, the five forty-seven mark. Yeah. Where he made a turnaround jumper. Yeah. And after that, he didn't have a shot attempt until uh, one one fifty. Yeah. In the uh, fourth quarter, and like, and Serge taking a game tying three point attempt, and I don't know. I just don't like the idea of like I think the coach Reese had a bit too far in the clutch. Yeah. Where like Demar was making concerted effort to get the ball into somebody else's hand late in the shot clock, mm-hmm. and then there was that. Um, there was that where we had we had a, I think we had a twenty four second shot clock violation in the fourth quarter two where he just he had a lane but he decided to pass it up mm-hmm. and I just think I just really hope it doesn't happen in the playoffs where he the two stars get confused as to what they should do and when they should pass. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Yeah, I think that's a good point. There's kind of been over an overcorrection, I think, from early in the season when, you know, it was very much Kyle and DeMar going ISO, and because the couple games at the start of the season went poorly with that, that Warriors game, the Celtics game stand out, I think the natural reaction was for people to freak out and say, oh no, they, they, they need to change this, where, like, I don't really mind ISO in late in games or just, like, having the ball in those guys' hands because they're really goddamn good, so yeah. why not have them have the ball? Um, so yeah, I think that's a good point that maybe they've kind of taken it a little too far and maybe they have to refine themselves a little bit because, you know, I mean, and you can find a balance too. And I thought the DeMar play where he drove and dumped it off to Siakam with like a really well-timed and perfect cut by Siakam. I thought that was great. And like, you want to see that, but I would also just like be okay with Kyle kind of taking the reins a little bit and maybe looking for his own shot a little bit more because they couldn't guard him at all. And a lot of that was him working off ball and sort of going through screens and just kind of popping up for threes. But um, he, with that play where he got to the rim for uh, the two free throws, like he, they couldn't really guard him no matter what he was doing. So uh, that bummed me out a little bit. What did you think of the decision late to go for the quick two when they were down three? Uh, with DeMar going from the mid-range and then just trying to like you know do this, the, the thing where they go quick to forever and then usually never catch up. Um, this has kind of been their strategy for a while here. It just hasn't really, you know, you know there hasn't been much fruit born out of it. Um, I just think they played, honestly, I think they played a bit too scared. I think they yeah. gave the Cavaliers defense too much respect. Yeah. 
and they went for the ultra-conservative game plan at the end where they said, okay, let's just take the first open two we get and then foul and see what happens from there. Yeah. But I mean, like, you shot, what was it? I think it was like 12 or 15 in the first quarter, from, in the first half from three. Yeah. And I mean, like, you're making threes and you're making them in Cleveland over that defense, the same defense they played. So I think they showed too much respect to the Cavaliers' defense and to LeBron James at the end. And I think that's just, like, I don't want to... I don't want to say it's a sign of what's going to happen in May, but it's a it worries me that we still show that defense, which is so bad this year. Mm-hmm. That much respect. In fairness to their defense, I thought it played a lot better late, and they were trapping pretty hard under Rosen in particular. Which, if there's one thing from this game that I thought was really fascinating, was that I thought this was going to be a game with the Cavs having so many guys out there missing Nance, Hood, Thompson, and Kyle Korver, who uh, was off because his brother died, which, like, god damn it, that is so awful. Um, yeah, I read about that. That was horrible. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the, obviously the Cavs are down a lot of guys. The Raptors were without C.J. Miles. Like, Miles could have been very handy in this game late as they oh, were I've, sort of looking I've for threes. I've said that out loud at least ten times. <laughs> Miles has done this thing lately where whenever things start to teeter for the Raptors, he'll just hit three threes in two minutes and kind of make everything okay. And they really could have used that at the start of the fourth quarter today. Or, or well, late. Shout out to shout out to his wife Lauren on Twitter. She's a great personality yeah. on Twitter to follow. Absolutely, she rules. Um, yeah. So well, I don't even know where I was going with that. The uh, CJ Miles. Oh yeah, no. The the thing I thought was interesting in this game was that like the both teams kind of busted out playoff like strategies. Like the the Cavs trapped DeRozan really aggressively. I thought, for the most part, they handled it really well. There was one play in the first half where they trapped DeMar on the ball. DeMar swung it to DeLon. DeLon got it over to Pascal, or, or I think it might have been Norm. Norm go, hits uh, Fred in the right corner for a wide-open three, and it was just like, this never, ever happened last year. It was so beautiful. Um, that kind of went away as the game went on, and the decision-making kind of became less sharp. But uh, I, I just thought, like, the Raptors, they, early in the game, they stuck Ibaka on Kevin Love, and they had Jonas kind of ignore Jeff Green. Like, that's a very playoffy kind of strategy, which I didn't yeah, think we'd was see. A, that was a gamble I didn't think Casey would take. Yeah, it worked, though, for the time being. Like, obviously... Yeah, it was, a, yeah. it was an effective stopgap. Yeah. Thoroughly um, bleeding. Yeah, and then we also saw Siakam kind of get the main... You know, minutes guarding LeBron, and I thought for the most part, especially in the first half, Siakam did pretty well. Second half, I think it kind of wore, wore on him a little bit, which is understandable. It's LeBron James, um, but like I, I was just, I didn't think we'd see quite as much, uh, you know, back and forth tactics between the coaches. And I guess Larry Drew's not going to be coaching the team come playoff time, I would assume. Um, well, but let's let's hope not. Let's yeah, hope, uh, Tyler's okay. Yeah, certainly, but. Uh, no, I, I thought that made this game a lot more fun than I thought it would be, considering it was the second night of a back-to-back for the Raptors. They, they played so many games of late. Um, and, yeah, it just it felt more playoffy than I ever expected it would. Yeah, no, I honestly came into this game thinking that it wouldn't matter either way, but as usually happens, I was yelling at the screen <laughs> by halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, were you, with this game... Like, going in, I was kind of of the mind, like, it's kind of meaningless. We're not going to learn anything new. 
the Cavs without a bunch of guys. The Cavs' defense is not just going to magically, even if they played well tonight, doesn't mean it's magically good anymore. And they gave up 129 points on 54% shooting. Like, it's not a good defense. And yeah, you know, we gave up 132, but they did shoot 60% from three, which was ridiculous. By yeah, the way. it was insane. They were hitting everything. Jose Calderon and George Hill combined yeah, to go 15 of 18. Tonight, like... Yeah. Jose was 4 of 4, Hill was 2 of 2 from deep, and they combined 15 of 18 from the field for 38 points. Like, that's not going to happen every single night. So, I don't know, does this game change at all your outlook on how the Raptors and Cavs match up? Because I'm not sure, I mean, LeBron, I guess it was a nice reminder or a horrifying reminder of how good LeBron is, but other than that, I don't feel differently about the Raptors and Cavs' chances. I I kind of have been saying all along, I think it's a 50-50 proposition in a series, and I kind of still believe that. No, I mean, like, it, if anything, it didn't really teach me or, like, show me anything new. It just, like, reinforced some of the beliefs and core concerns or things I'm confident in. Like, I mean, I think a positive sign was Lowry being this fresh late in the season isn't something we've seen during, like, this Raptors era, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think Lowry around this time every year is usually his three is falling off or he has an injury. Mm-hmm. So I think that was nice to see that Lowry still has his legs in this March 21st. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, playoffs are a different beast. And I just hope that we can keep our cool when we go into Cleveland. Because I, no, I, I have no doubt that the Raptors can pull out the ones at home, but it's the ones in Cleveland that worry me. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, and I guess if you have home court, then you're not so worried about it. But you would assume that LeBron's going to pull out one win on the road. So. Yeah, I think we can get three out of four if we go seven at home. But we we need to steal one in Cleveland if we want a chance of beating them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think this shifts my thinking any any more than it was before. Like, I think I have always known LeBron is ridiculous, and I've said all along that I don't want to be the guy who bets against LeBron before his reign in the East comes to an end because it feels really stupid to do it. I do think this Raptors team is very different. And while the late game stuff in this one was a little worrisome, I suppose, if you're looking at the strategy standpoint and how Casey kind of handled his rotations and stuff, um, I, I, I don't think the red flags are, are glaring enough. And I still will give the Raptors the benefit of the doubt because, yes, they've lost these last two close games against the Thunder. They've given up a ton of points in the process against the Cavs and Thunder. But, like... I also think they've played mostly well. Their offense has been just ridiculous in these games. I mean, it's 129 points like that. Yeah. It's not something we'd expect from the Raptors last season even. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, consistently they, getting in the 120s. Yeah, the fact that they can hang with the Cavs offensively is something I never would have expected, but I kind of think that's just a thing now. 
Um, and that was a concern in the playoffs last year is that we always said that we don't want to get into a firefight with these guys. Mm-hmm. But I mean, tonight was tonight was an all-out offensive battle, and we hung with them, which is promising, I think. Yeah, for sure. And like the Raptors on the second end of a back-to-back played in Orlando last night. Obviously, Demar didn't play, but everyone else did, and that is. I don't, that's not nothing. That's like a long ass flight to take. Yeah, Orlando, um, Cleveland. That's at least like what, like four hours. Yeah, like that's that's a it's one of the longer back to backs I can remember the Raptors ever having. Like in terms yeah, of travel, that Orlando was annoying last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have put away the, the magic a little sooner last night, I suppose. But um, yeah, no. I I just I I'm not going to come out of this game and say uh, like I know there will be takes that are like, oh, the Raptors are are just so inferior to the Cavs, blah blah blah. But, like, I, I don't really agree with that still. I think the Raptors, yeah, I mean, everything... Twitter is, Twitter is ablaze right now with um, yeah. with the takes. The ovens are the ovens were warming up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and uh, yeah. they're fresh and hot on Twitter right now, so I'm staying off of that. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, I'm sure the, the talk shows will be insufferable tomorrow. And Paul Pierce will say dumb shit. And, uh, Paul Pierce will do Paul Spear things, yeah. which... Undoubtedly, he's going to make everyone hate him more. <laughs> but he doesn't seem to understand that, so. <laughs> so you do you, man. The thing I came away from this game as well is thinking, like, if LeBron doesn't play 46 minutes a game in the playoffs, the Cavs are in trouble. Because as good oh, as, yeah. like, this was peak Jeff Green uh, and Calderon, and probably Hill as well. Like, this is the best game Hill's played with that team. Obviously, and again, they're missing guys. 22. 22 and 22 0 and 3, and he was a plus 3. Yeah, he was like, he was really good. His defense was excellent. And, but he's not going to shoot 10 of 11 ever again in his career, maybe. <laughs> like, that's insane. <sighs> so, I think one thing I'm just looking at the, uh, like, the plus minus right now. DeLon was a plus 12 to, uh, to, to, to end this game. And I mean, yeah. our entire bench outside of Pirtle was, uh, and Siakam, who surprisingly was a minus 3. I'm not sure how, but. Yeah, I think of, our bench, yeah, if LeBron doesn't play 45 in a playoff series every game, then Cavs are in trouble because their offense looked absolutely abysmal without him on the court. Yeah, and even there were even times where he was out there where it didn't look very good. Like, back half of the second quarter when he came back in, they still looked pretty lethargic. And obviously he can kind of turn it on and be LeBron whenever he wants to, but I, I don't know. I just This was a very good game. I think it was more fun than it was meaningful. Yeah, as an objective basketball fan, it was a good basketball game. Yeah, it was a kick-ass game, and the Raptors have been generous enough to give us some really fun games of late to kind of keep the end of the season a little interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think we consider, I think you could probably just copy-paste the uh, the post-game from the OKC game, replace Cleveland yeah. with OKC, and it would be the same thing. I mean, it was a fun game, and it doesn't really mean much to me at the end of the day. Yeah, Westbrook and, and or LeBron went freaking insane. and They did their things, and... yeah. Things happened. Yeah. So, if Raptors fans are out there freaking out, like, I get it. I'm probably going to have LeBron in my nightmares for the next little while. And you should, because he's amazing. And Don't he, we see them again in, like, a week? Yeah. Uh, they have an upcoming slate where it's, like, Boston, Cleveland, Boston. Yeah, I mean, who does that? Like, why? Yeah. The Raptors have these weird... the conspiracy theorists out in full force. Oh, yeah. They were out there tonight with the fouls late. Although, I guess DeMar picking up that foul where he... Very clearly, Marcus Smart flopped. Uh, yeah, I think that should put a, a, to put to rest any notion that there's. Some yeah, sort I think of the officiating was actually really fair tonight. Yeah, there's no reason to like focus on calls as being anything no, to do with this nice. game. Which yeah. is nice in a Raptors game for once. Yeah, 
Um, one last thing before I let you go. What were your thoughts on Abaka tonight? <laughs> I'm very happy you left this for the end because then you can edit stuff out without much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, like, I don't know if it's if it's rest because I don't think he's rested a game since like I don't think he's rested in 2018. Yeah, no. As far as I remember, and I just think that like he needs a night or two nights, maybe three. <laughs> Yeah, just off and just like have him rehab or just sleep because he looks he doesn't look focused and his shot is definitely off and I mean he missed a bunny in the game too where he had a clear lane and he just blew away up yeah and that's not like Ibaka usually when he has an open shot inside the inside the arc he makes it yeah so I just, thought he just was uncharacteristic tonight and like this was one of the worst Ibaka performances I've seen and that's and it wasn't even like it wasn't that bad, which is nice, I guess. Yeah, I'm still firmly on like Abaka's gonna be fine and he'll be good in the playoffs because that's when he actually cares. Yeah, um, I mean he's battle tested if you want to use that term. Yeah, I, I, I just he probably like the the three point stroke has been a little disconcerting and missing that one tonight. Like I thought that was a good look. Like you're fine with that look in crunch time most of the time. No, I mean like. And I think he had um he was zero of three in the third quarter, and all three looks were good looks, and yeah, he'll usually make one of those. Yeah, and like his defense, I still think has been mostly pretty good, aside from like a couple off nights here and there. Like I think he's been mostly pretty solid on that end, and even when his offense isn't there, he's usually providing some solid rim protection. So uh, I was totally fine with having like if he was to not come back in the game tonight after he was taken out at the end of the third quarter or middle of the third quarter I would have been totally okay with it I didn't really sort of get the idea of putting him in in crunch time but also the Raptors are getting scored on at will so why not try anything and Ibaka if you're gonna have a if you're gonna bet on a guy to play good defense I guess Ibaka's the guy although he did make that really awful foul uh, on, on LeBron while he was shooting a three I'm not sure I want Ibaka being the guy to guard LeBron but hey like try some stuff I guess I don't know and I mean, okay, like, just one another two-minute segment on Siakam in the second quarter. Oh, my God. He was I so mean, good. He was like, I don't know what combination of players you can put together that would come up with what he did in the second quarter, honestly. I mean, I tweeted Tony Allen, Draymond Green in 2014 finals Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's surprisingly accurate, good one. Huh. Yeah, he was insane. Uh, he hit a three. That was cool. Yeah, that's always... You know what? Like, it's nice that he shoots single digits. He shoots single percentage on threes. Yeah. Get, it's get nice up that for, he's 110% for the season. Yeah, you get up for <laughs> the ones he makes. like, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought his defense on LeBron was, like, kind of staggering. He had a couple of possessions where he just, like, kind of flummoxed them. And you don't often see that. OG, oh. I thought, was troublingly bad on LeBron. Just, yeah, like, does OG just look tired to you? I think so. He just like yeah. He doesn't look the same. I don't know what like you the do. The energy that he has just wasn't the same. I mean, he looked. He seemed to step slow on the perimeter on LeBron. Yeah. And he had a couple of fouls where it was like you know the t- the tired fouls from behind. Yeah, I don't know he what you do about too it. Early. Yeah, like I don't know if you change the starting five. No, I don't think like you do. I don't think you can. Although, I would not be shocked if come playoff time we see a Lowry to Rosen right. Starting three plus Abaka Valanciunas at some point, if OG struggles continue, 
Yeah, and I mean, I just don't want to break up. It's not because, like, I don't trust OG. I just don't want to break up that bench unit. No, yeah, I agree. It's really fun and good. And it's uh, there's no reason to break it up. But, like, I, I think if, like... 2014 Spurs. It's yeah. so much fun. I think, like, push comes to shove if you get in the playoff series and OG struggling and they're Tony Allening him on, on offense. Like, I could see a, a bit of a shakeup coming. And, and the Raptors have been really good when they play with three guards, so... Yeah, and I mean, Casey shows I'm afraid to make lineup changes. Yeah. In the playoffs, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else in this game before we wrap this up that you uh, uh, want to touch on? No. I'm debating venturing on the Reddit to see what the takes are there, but oh, I'll dear. just go to bed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, no, I would stay away from Reddit tonight. I'd stay away from most podcasts tomorrow, except for this one, of course. Oh, yeah. Listen to this oh, one. Oh, yeah, no, I'll listen to myself. Listen to this one twice. Uh and yeah I, I mean this was a again I think this was, game was more fun than it was meaningful I this game is only concerning if you were the kind of person who said who was who was thinking the Raptors were like like prohibitive favorites over the Cavs in a playoff series and I think yeah. if you're being reasonable that's probably not the take you had going into the game and if you were being reasonable about it I don't think there's any reason to change what you think like, these are two very very good teams LeBron's incredible. The rest of the Raptors roster is better than most of the Cavs roster. And I think that would lead to a very, very good series and a close series, much more so than the last couple times they've played the playoffs. So, um, yeah, again, if you have unrealistic expectations about what the Raptors can do against Cleveland, then, yeah, you're probably pissed off tonight and you're probably firing off some dumb takes. But, like, I don't know. There are people tweeting me, like, oh, the the Raptors lose tonight, the season's over. I'm like, what? I mean, we're still the one seed. We're still five games up on the yeah, Celtics. Like it's so eleven fine. or ten and a half now up on the Cavaliers. Like we're fine. Yeah, it's extremely, extremely fine. I mean, we'll see what we see in a month. Yeah, um, Dharma, you were an extremely, extremely fine. More so than that, as a guest. Uh, thanks for coming on. You were an amazing man. host, thanks, Sean. <laughs> amazing, probably not so uh, accurate, but I appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, Twitter, Mind of Dharma. That's Mind of D H A R M A. Um, help me get my follower count up. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, the Locked On Raptors bump, which uh, I don't think is a thing, but maybe we'll see. We'll we'll test it. You'll be the test case, I suppose. I mean, you can't get any worse for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the dredges of basketball Twitter, where it's ends up being like racial slurs after like two replies so oh nice that that sounds can't get much worse that sounds uh absolutely horrible but also sounds like twitter yep yeah um if, you, if you're not a shithead follow uh, follow dharma and uh and if you are then i'll just mute you but still follow me i like the higher number yeah i, I so i've gotten to this point on twitter where i know it's supposed to be like oh have healthy dialogue back and forth but, like, people who come at me just bad takes, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to mute you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, like, how, how liberal are you with the block button on Twitter? I don't block. I just mute because it's just that much, like, they don't know that I can't see what they're saying. And I find that to be much more uh, yeah, gratifying. You don't, get, you don't give them the satisfaction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I just think that, like, Twitter, if you're going there for, like, intelligent discourse, especially about sports, which is always an emotional thing. <laughs> I mean, that's just... I'm sorry, pal. That's, you're not going to find it on Twitter. Also, there's no way you're ever having a, an intelligent basketball conversation in 280 characters. It's just yeah. not happening. 
I mean, yeah, my favorite pastime is going to popular uh, basketball Twitter accounts, like guys with like 20, 30K followers and just reading the bottom of the replies to all their tweets. Oh, man. You're, you're just like, you're actively searching this stuff out. That's Yeah, it's just like, I'm like, what goes through your head, man? <laughs> I mean, that's like reading like, a, like comments on like a Trump tweet almost. Hey, that's actually not a fun, that's actually not a bad pastime if you're just drinking coffee and you want a good laugh. Sure, if you want to laugh or cry or put whiskey in your coffee. <laughs> I suppose that's all right. Uh, all right, we should wrap this thing up. Dharma, thanks so much for yeah. coming on, man. Follow him at Mind of Dharma. Uh, you're going to be up in the trivia tournament uh, whenever I get my ass together and do the Sweet 16. It's been very hard. The schedule's been busy. They've played on a lot of Sundays and they've been at the games and I haven't had time to record. Uh, yeah, should... I mean, you're essentially running March Madness as a one-man show, which is understandably going to be difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get your matchup in the next little while, though, I'm sure. I think you're up against Joe Wolfond in the next round, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, be... I actually just started following Joe on Twitter. He's one of my more favorite recent new followers. Oh, Joe's the, the, Joe's the best. His Twitter handle is very silly, but Joe's the best. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I will... Uh, touch base with you to get you on the on the trivia thing again right. uh, Sounds good. until then subscribe to rate review the podcast leave a rating it takes no time at all it helps with the algorithm and my ego so please do that and uh, thanks in advance for that uh, but, but what else are we going oh tomorrow I'm doing a podcast with James Herbert uh, everyone's favorite recurring guest on the podcast so stay tuned for that he wrote a piece about Kyle Lowry if you want to read that in preparation for the podcast go ahead and do that um and until then, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.